All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, fuck. I totally didn't clap then. <laughs> now I noticed. I thought your screen had frozen. Oh, just uh, just glance over and I see your face over there. Just like... <laughs> Sorry. Go again. Oh, go again. shut up. <laughs> just this, ready? This Three, two, one, a... clap. It's yes. the easiest part of the show. All right. Three. Right, ready? Yes. I want to see your hands. All right, there they are. Can you see them? All right, here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Oh, do you know what? I was going to... What? Uh, Fuck's oh. sake. No, go on. You start. I'll let you start. Go on. What were you going to... You were going to... What? No, go on. All start. Right. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Eli Silverman here. Welcome back to another episode of Cheap Show with myself and Paul Gannon. Paul. Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Gannon. <laughs> I'm not feeling it this week. You're not week. feeling it ever. You never <laughs> I'm not feel feeling it. it. We're going to have to work hard, Mr. Silverman. You're like a brain in a vat. I was going to start by having a rant. Okay, go on. I can, I can do that, Paul. Because You can you rant to I... me. Come on, you call me a cunt. Call me a cunt a bit just to get the fire going. No, it's not it about going. you. Stir it up. Come on, I'm a cunt. I'm a cunt. Fuck you! Yeah! Oh, I've done nothing this week! Nothing to prepare! Come on! Come at me! Come on, have some energy! No? Alright. No, I was going to complain about people who post pictures of dogs on Instagram. Why? What's wrong with dogs? Got something against dogs? You can't! No! More that when they give dogs language, you know? So it's like, there's a picture here of a dog with sunglasses on in front of a car. And yeah. the speech bubble's coming out, and it goes, Hello, ladies. Yes. <laughs> Get some chimkin, bark at some squirrels. And it's like, Hello, ladies. It's like, it's like when they when they do the cats thing, and it's like, I is yeah. kitty cat, meow. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, Don't. Yeah, I has cheeseburger. I has cheeseburger. <laughs> yes. That's your bit of material. What? Oh, right. You're going to read out something in dog, are you? In internet dog speak. I know, I know how to speak it. I had Paul. I know how to speak it. I know how to. I'll, I- Mate, I'm dead yeah. inside. Let me finish this point. I know. Right. I know. You're like a brain in a vat, and everything's been feeding you reality. The scientist has been feeding you reality down the wires. You know this whole virtual world of Ghostbusters and soft drinks and stuff. And then you are absolutely <laughs> talking massive amounts of codswallop. And the scientist has gone. Ah! <laughs> I'll turn it down. I'll turn Paul's dimmers down. And he'll only won't feel anything. He'll just feel a slight fuzziness at the edge of his consciousness. Uh, I've turned him down. <laughs> right. Paul. Right, welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast. Yay. You twat. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Cheap show, you're gonna have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap show. Off brand, brand, off, off brand, brand, off. Cheap show. It's the price of shite. Paul Gannon. Eli Silverman. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. Are we back? Yes, we're back. I'll say something to you in dog language, yeah, Paul? 
Right, go on. And you, you, uh, you just have to see what I'm getting at, okay? What sort of? All right. What sort of thing is this dog asking for? So you're going to play the role of a dog now, right? Yes, but I'll be speaking dog English or whatever that internet talk, yeah. All right. I has grumbles. <laughs> mm. I think that implies your stomach is is, is churning. I has feely nudges. <laughs> what <are> you? <laughs> Come on. You have feely nudges. Yeah, you'll take it. Because, Paul, this is a good segue into yeah. what's happening this week. You 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 can't do it. You're not feeling it. That's fine. There are two of us at the helm uh, on this uh, show, Paul, as you know. Yeah. And uh, I think it's time for you to tell them what's happening this week with uh, Cheap Show. What's coming up on the show, Paul? Well, what's coming up on the show is I don't know. Because I spent... <laughs> Hours editing Winky and doing all that and our birthday weekend and the Twitch show and all that fun stuff that by the time we got round to recording this episode with nothing in the P.O. box to collect, I'm all out of ideas. So I have decided to hand everything over to Mr. Silverman and it's it's an Eli Silverman mandate episode. I'm sorry. Okay, good. Glad to hear it, Paul. And I think it's moving in the right direction. Oh, no, I actually do have something. Yeah, well, do it. I allow you to do it because I would like to include your thing in my new domain. Okay? All so, right. okay. yes, you, you can speak. I has email. <laughs> <laughs> I has email. I has yes. email. <laughs> I'm going Go mad. <laughs> so, Read it out. Yes, got, last e- week. It's Winky related, week, is that right? We've got some follow-up Winky. Yes, it is Winky related. So cool. our three-hour episode went out last week. We're very proud of it. We hope you enjoyed the story. Jeff and Penny have since been in touch with me via email. They both enjoyed the episode, but they did want to clarify on a few things. So I thought I'd read the emails okay. out. How about that? We're all up for clarification here on The Cheap Show. It's all about truth. Justice. And sources. Truth, justice, and the mayonnaisian way. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'll go on the mayonnaisian right. way any day. Yeah. Oh. Come on. Come on. You've got to stitch it together. Yeah, stitch it together. Something about the mayonnaisian way spoff. Come on. Spunk is like mayo and may- yeah. and and what going on the mayonnaisian way could be a, could be spoffing off in a sandwich or <laughs> yeah I, I don't quite know how how it works but you know it's oh i had a walk down mayonnaisian way the other day did you <laughs> yeah yeah what does that mean i had a wank why did you just say I have a wank why do you have to have this conversation about you and mayonnaise i don't know who you're talking to who are you talking to i don't know do you have some guy you walk down the street with and tell him how you wank yeah He's called Mr. Curious. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to chat with him. Send him round my way. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Curious. Good voice you've got. It's uh, it's not a generic at all. But, Mr. Curious, would you? what are you curious about? Mate, don't you fucking dare tell me how to do a voice when all your voices <laughs> are effectively different types of dog barking. So, just leave it. Let it go. Is that Mr. Curious? His voice has changed. Uh, Hello. Yes, I'm Mr. Hello, Curious. Mr. Curious. How can I help you? Uh, well, Mr. Curious, I thought you had a desire for knowledge, and so... I uh, do. Oh, mm. uh, did you want me to describe something to you? I'm curious to know how you tug on your main thud string. Well... <laughs> thud uh... string! <laughs> thud string! It's funny you should ask that, because I have just been to Chudney Farm this morning, if you know what I mean... And I oh. pulled a 
I've pulled a great big of Chuffney cordage out of the cupboard. If you know what I mean. Chuffney cordage. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've just realised that now that I've handed this episode over to you, it's going to be packed full of fucking nonsense. <laughs> Chuffney cordage all day long. Chuffney cordage. Love it long. <laughs> God. <laughs> Right, let me just read this fucking email. Yes. Forget Mr. Um, Curious. So who's this email first? Because he sounds too first? much like the Curious Orange anyway. Yeah, exactly. Is that from what? So, Is that from Herring, Lee and Herring or something? Yeah, this morning with Richard, not Judy. So moving on. Right, so here's what Jeff wrote. He said, what triggered Sherry not speaking was she was trying to screw with us so we would do something stupid and might want to leave, just like in reality shows, which I guess, but there's also a, an argument there to say that maybe... She just got tired of it. Yeah. Next point. Jeff Wenke, or Winke, Wenk, yeah. Jeff Wenk, Jeff. was like an evil Knievel who could jump over cars at big truck events after we came yes. down. Yeah. Um, there are some videos online, apparently, of him in action. I saw one. Uh, I stuff. saw one. Did you? And he, yeah, he didn't seem to even attempt to uh, jump. He was in a stadium and there was sort of all these sort of uh, wrecked cars lined up. He didn't even seem to, uh, he just hit the first car, went up this ramp. The bike hit the first car and he flew over the whole of them. Like, f- flew off the bike onto a big map. Oh, Christ. Got, yeah, it was crazy. God almighty. Was that the was that what uh, Penny was talking about in the interview then? It must have been. Yes. Yeah, I think I saw it on her uh, uh, Twitter feed. Um, next point he wants to make. I had my apartment still in Santa Monica and I told JW he could move in with me until we found the place. It was about six months when a family friend who was coming to visit me from New York, really someone who I was interested in dating and getting to know, until one day I went to work. And Wenk had sex with her, so I kicked him out. <laughs> he then got pulled over a few times, did not have a dry- current license, and told the police he was me because we were both the same height and build. I had to and- take him to court. <laughs> Fucking hell. So is this Winky? Jeff Winky? This is the stun- stuntman guy, yeah. Yeah, wow. Those guys, those stuntmen guys, all seem to have sort of quite difficult personal lives, don't they? They've got this weird sort of um, compulsion. It's a self, It's like a death wish thing they've got, isn't it? Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, he sounds like a bit of a... What Jeff, other Jeff is saying there is he sounds like he was a bit of a... Well, he took him to court for pretending he was him, you know? Well, yeah, but what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is I just think at that time when, you know, they're quite young and they're building their careers, they're getting by by hook or by crook. So, mm. you know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he sounds like a grifter, that's for sure. But yeah, but the, the impression I got from all everyone was that everyone was kind of grifting. Do you know what I mean? In that yeah. whole sort of in that whole scene, everyone was just trying to get get something, weren't they? Uh I mean there's a few other points, nothing of nothing of note to read out, but there's also uh he he says he did roll with the punches with Lynn because I was the self-proclaimed spokesperson of the remaining four. I was trying to get to know Lawrence to figure him out, even though he was eccentric and a narcissist. So again, he's reiterating, he's he doesn't paint Lynn as all bad or all good, does he? He's saying he was sort of a complicated character. He must have been charming as well, to a certain extent, mustn't he, Lynn? Get, well, he gets, gets people to do stuff for him. But he's rich. It's not like he's charming and poor and gets people to do it. He's no. charming and rich, where I think it's probably an easier argument to have. Yes, yeah. It's always it always helps if you're arguing with a big wadge of cash. Perhaps in the in your front of your um, trousers, just sticking up over the belt, like the wadge is sticking Ugh. up over there, is nestled. Come on, mate. Listen, part mate. of the rules this week is you have to go. When I say nudge or nuzzle or or smudgy, you have to join in. 
Oh, God. You just say, no, you I just don't say, have to. If you, all right, fucking hell. You're a petulant child sometimes, aren't you? If you just, if you just, um, just say, just have a stock phrase. When I say something, nusselage or yeah. something like that, you just say, rab rab. All right, let's give it a go. Yeah. So perhaps you could stick a stick your wad of money. It's very very persuasive. If you stick your wad of money in your the front of your trousers, and it's all nestled, nestled, nestled down there. It's all nestled. Rub rub. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Rub rub. Crazy. Right. Ooh, crazy. Right. Here's what Penny said. Uh, she wrote a few little emails uh, about amendments and things like that. But when she's listening back to the interview, she sent me an email saying uh, <laughs> that Jeff was a bit of a cad and he can't believe he gave intimate details of Wenky and Sherry hooking up. I can't remember. Did he say that? Was that who he was talking about? Yeah. Oh. I mean, come on, Penny. It was it was 40 years ago or something, wasn't it? I mean, come on. Yeah. And, and, and then she didn't like Eli calling the place of intimacy the bone pad. She was a bit... Why? <laughs> That's what it was. Come on. Okay. She also said I was obsessed with shit. I'm not obsessed with shit. I've got a healthy interest, you know. I'm... <laughs> I can't... That sound sounded bad. Healthy. Uh... I'm not obsessed with shit. I has poop, poop burger. <laughs> I has meat burger. Um... <laughs> rub, rub. Um... <laughs> now it's into it. He's into it. Yeah, I'm getting into it. I'm, I'm finding the rub of it. Um, so, yeah, she said it's not a bone pad. It was just for breaks and bathrooms. And no, Eli, Jeff Olin did not get the cream of the crop. Jeff Wenkit was the handsome Midwestern hunk. Jeff Stewart was adorable and funny. And Jeff L- L- Olan was what we like to call thirsty, if you get my meaning. Yes, that's uh, I do. I do, Penny. But what I said is that I didn't say you suggested that Jeff get, got the cream of the crop. And he said... Yeah quite astutely, I got the cream and the crop, meaning he took whatever was coming, vag-wise, <laughs> took it God, to the bone mate, pad. Do you have to put it like that, though? <laughs> Fuck me. Like, vag-wise. Don't, just don't speak about people in regards to what anatomy they have. Vag-wise, that could be like um, a, a, a feminine uh, health uh, group at, at your local GP. Or it's the worst CITV show of the 80s. Vagwise. <laughs> yeah, Vagwise. With a bunch of kids. Uh, We're going to be Vagwise. <laughs> I don't know uh, what it even means. <laughs> rub, rub. Rub, rub. <laughs> Good. It's just working for you, this rub, rub. Overall, she said she loved it. Eli's brain's in the gutter. Fucking, why am I considered to be the dirty one? <laughs> um... And uh, she thinks Jeff might be slightly embellishing his sexual exploits. Anyway, that's it, kind of in a nutshell, without going into all the details. But, uh, you know, she it, it's nice to have them reply and clarify on a few things. It's a bit Rashomon, isn't it? It's a bit everyone, there's going to be no universal truth because everyone's opinions and points of views are different. Absolutely. And I mean, if you just focus just on the uh, on the competition itself, you've got all, di- all the different viewpoints of all the contestants. And then Penny's got a different viewpoint and... Obviously, there's events that happened that they both witnessed and, you know, yeah. it, it's like any story, Paul. There's, uh, you know, it depends who's telling it. And in, in my version of the st- my version of the story, I was just reading between the lines. It was a fucking boning station, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. All right. Well, as of now, Eli Silverman, as of right now, you are now in charge of Cheap Show. I'm handing it over to you. 
Okay, hello everybody. We're back from the sound effect or whatever Paul's uh, slapped in there. And um, uh, Paul... Uh, I-, I might use one of your fart sound effects this week as a nice it's- bridging yes. sound effect. I see I see what happened there. The little the, the mask slipped yeah. there, didn't it? The little mask slipped. It was a what little mask. It was an unconscious thing, wasn't it? You said fart, fart sound, and then what was the last word you said? Effects, proving once yeah. and for all that this is a whole sham. The sham of me farting, which I'd never do. I would never do that. No. How? No. How would I? I have ev- got every time. Every time in, we've recorded Cheap Show and you've let off a massive eggy waffer, right? And I've recorded it. Objection! I've kept the little folder Objection. on my hard drive of all yes, your collective sound farts. effects, but you describe them as effects. So you've revealed that you've been... Now that I do, been... they have been transformed from diegetic sound to non-diegetic sound. You've created them using sophisticated MIDI software. No. Yes, you have. You've created them using... You technologically shitty software called your guts. <laughs> oh, I love this back and forth, Paul. You know, yeah, yeah. You don't have a moogie, like you have a poog. <laughs> 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 I don't know what. <laughs> don't know what oh, that the means. poogs! The poogs warming up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Anyway, I have a folder full of your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've revealed them to be fake. We all I know do. them to be fake. Okay. One's called Guffer. This one's called Long and Raspy. This one's called <laughs> Short and Fat. And this, and then the last one is just called The Beast. Paul, you are, yeah. you don't have permission yeah. to put any so-called Eli farts in this. Yeah? You're right. going to toxify the episode. I know what you're going to do now as well. It's going to... They're going to be endless. It's going to be endless fart sound effects now, isn't it? Echoing around my head. No, Paul, make mental note. Put fart sound <laughs> effects in now. Now, we're going to start with a little bit of a cheap eat segment. It's the section of the show, ladies and gentlemen, which uh, we taste cheap food stuffs. We are lucky enough to have a fantastic listenership fandom, whatever you want to call it, and they've sent us all this... Stuff they know my peccadillos, yeah, and uh, <laughs> go on, uh, no, you're in charge. They know my peccadillos, he's going, ladies and gentlemen. He can't this handle word it. Going through my head every time I say peccadillo, peccadillos. While you're at it, Eli, get amplitude no. out there, get poultice no. out of your system, get thwack, thwack. spoff. Please. Thwap. Thwack. Yeah, not thwap. thwack. Thwack's everybody's word. No, well, well thwap. I just want to say this one thing because I've got a theoretic need to express it. Dickadillos. <laughs> Dickadillos, great, right. good. Nice, nicely done. They send Worth in great it. stuff. And, um, Paul, you've got me these uh, Pringle branded noodles, which I will be tasting at some point. But I've worked out that the tube, we were also sent Pringles in a standard Pringles tube, sort of a three-quarter length tube. That's right. I thought it might have been instant noodles served in the tube, but apparently it's not. These are ramen-flavoured Pringles. Yeah? These are ramen-flavoured Pringles. I am going to try them, but I thought we could um, pre-seize this with uh, a little discussion of uh, Pringles. We have... Rated Pringles in our scientifically accurate uh, crisp tier rating system. 
the League of Snacks and Chris, haven't we, Paul? So we've covered. No, we I'm haven't sure done we Pringles, have. have we? Didn't we do Pringle knockoffs, like an off-brand brand off? That's what it is. But do you know what I mean, Paul? I know this is a bit of a side issue, but we really need to get the league back up and running because we covered Cheddars. We did Cheddars, well, mini Cheddars, correct. and they didn't even get a rating in the league. What? Sorry, Cheggers. Cheddars. I haven't eaten Cheggers. Why didn't Cheddars not do a promotion with Keith Chegwin? And you could have done Cheggers Cheddars. Uh, because or something he like that. You know, like, oh, he's the cheesy TV star. Probably because he was a cunt to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He pissed off his head some or days. Or asked for too much money. Yeah, I guess in the um, 80s, yeah. Pringles, Paul. Um, famously. Mate, isn't it horrible being a celebrity where when you're at the height of everything, you're just saying no to all these projects. No, I'm too good for this. No, I'm too good. And then one day, you're presenting Naked Jungle on Channel 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. God, with your little nubbin. Your little nubbin t- of shame. Your little chegger. Your little tucked in chegger. Yeah, your little swap shop. Your little scrot- scrottle button. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> anyway. Paul. <laughs> say it. Say it. What? I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Your little scrottle button. Oh, rub, 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 rub. Right. Rub, 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 rub. Paul, Pringles famously, once you pop, you can't stop, yeah? Yes, that is what they say. Which is a kind of sinister. It's an authoritarian uh, snack position, isn't it? It's like, what I want to stop. I don't, you know what I mean? What if I want to stop? Well. I, I don't tell me I can't stop. It's like, what if it was like hard labour? Once you start, you can't stop, <laughs> you know? that. Well, that's not a great comparison to compare... Pringles with hard manual labour. All right. It's more what like about... drugs, isn't it? It's more like once you take yeah. your first hit, you can't stop. It's like meth. Yeah, and they do. Pringles, in my experience, are very mouth addictive, but to the point of unpleasantness. So you you wish you could stop. You know what I mean? After halfway through the tube, you're not enjoying it anymore. You're mindlessly just shoving. Shoving, because it's the salt. Is it? Is it the salt? I think they put other. You know, like they, you can improve chocolate by adding salt to it. That's why chocolate-covered pretzels are so nice. It's that same thing. They are so nice. But here's the thing: I only eat plain Pringles because I find their flavoured ones vile. Yeah, very chemically, aren't they? Their flavours. The whole thing about Pringles is fake to me. I mean, it obviously, you know, it's manufactured, so obvious. But what I'm saying is, it tastes synthetic. It is. It. It's like the Mountain Dew of crisps. Yes, absolutely. And but do you see what I mean? You feel like once you've you've popped and you can't stop, but you're kind of not having an enjoyable food experience. You're just sort of addicted. Just this reaction. Yeah, it's terrible. They're nasty, aren't they? Really. Imagine if that was the the, the phrase you'd use for masturbation and coming. Once you pop, you can't stop. So you're tugging it and tugging it, and then you blow your load, and then you're coming forever, just forever, just forever. <laughs> That'd be great. Just no, it That'd wouldn't. Be great. You couldn't go yeah. shopping. You couldn't go swimming. You couldn't go. I could go shopping. You could. I'll come in. Look, we'll do a little. We'll do a little scenario. Imagine I've popped my chod off and I can't <laughs> stop because I've got <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm going to come and try and buy the newspaper. Yeah. All right, and I'm the checkout guy, right? Yeah. Ha! Huh. Hello, sir. Welcome into Paul's little shop. How can I help you today, sir? <laughs> Oh, sir, can you can you not splash that on the quality street? Sir, sir, I will not have that ejaculate on my eggs. Oh, now, come on, sir. You, co- you can't wipe your hands on the newspapers, sir. Oh, now, come on. 
Now, I must have to ask you quite politely, sir, to stop spoffing on the Kinder Eggs. Carol, get the mop! <laughs> right. But... Okay, Carol. Um, I can only think uh, of two girls' names. Good. It's Barbara and Carol every time. Oh, no. Do you know, were there any significant people in your life with that name? No, not at all. Okay, strange. Um, so, these are ramen-flavoured Pringles. Nice. I have actually tried some more, and Pringles seem to have, um, similar to Kit Kat, they seem to be able to endlessly do limited editions and different flavours all over oh, well, the world, it's like, don't they? They've got um, Biffo did with Ashens on Digitizer a few months ago. They did the kind of strange Pringles. It was like prawn cocktail yeah. and spicy sh- king prawn shrimp fish, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do They do everything. They do absolutely everything, which is to be lauded, I guess. I it's mean, nice to, you know... In many respects, you could, say, you could say a Pringle represents the flavours and, 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 and meals of the country that they sell that brand in. So, you know, the Mexican Pringles are going to have different array of flavours to the British. Yes. And that's, again, that is similar to, uh, very similar to instant noodles, which is perhaps also another reason why there's so much, seems to be so many, so much overlap between Pringles and instant noodles. Do you see what I mean? Because they're these neutral foodstuffs, which they can, which they can uh, customise in terms of their flavour offering, depending on what territory they're, they're in. So are you going to try them? I am. You've got Mr. Pringles on the front. Is that what his name is? Is he called Harry Pringles? Know. Johnny Pringles? Terence Pringles. Terence Trent Pringles. <laughs> um, I'm just going to pop this. You're going to give it a huff? Open. I'm going to give it a half. I've got right. terrible hay fever today. Well, you do so your best. My nose is already sort of streaming, but uh, we'll give it a go. Uh, I'm just opening it now. Ooh. That, has a, that smells like... Uh, ramen, it really does. It's weird. It has a. It smell. I can smell the sort of uh, miso, you know. Oh, okay. Of ramen. That mis- miso soup is what it smells of, and I think that's what this is. It's a miso-based ramen that is on the picture on the side. So that is a very accurate smell. It does smell like that. Paul, I've had, I've, I've opened this tube. Uh, I've had a surprise already. Yeah. These are half size. These are miniature. Oh, they are. They're tiny. Do you see them? Yeah, they look they look normal size in my camera. I can't even get this. Do you see? They're tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're at least half size. Okay, the half coming off them now. Very, very accurate. Wow, it's just so misoy. And is it reminding you of a particular brand? Uh, no, but it's reminding me of a sort of generic Japanese miso-based ramen, as opposed to where they make this. It's they make a um. Oh no, actually, tell a lie. It's a soy, soy sauce based. Okay. It's, that's the smell. It smells of soy sauce based broth, which is a particular type of ramen um, that right. they do. We'll give it a go. Um, which Taste is a clear it. broth. He's scoffing it. Oh, God. <laughs> you go back to pop and not stop. Wow. Yeah? Those are, those are about the best Pringle I've ever eaten in my life. Well, blow me shut. Wow. Those are so good. So good. Just a satisfying flavour? Yeah. Very, very savoury. Very umami. Like a so soy saucy. Just lovely. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, that's nice. Wow. So, I tell you what, since Mr Biffo has inspired us, 
you know, like he added accuracy. What would you say the accuracy of that is then? Very high. Very high. Like a, an eight or a nine. The flavour also really suits that delivery method of being in a crisp, you know? Really? Yeah, it's not out of place because um, it's sort of like, it's similar to a noodle, it has a sort of neutral carbohydrate substrate on which the flavour sits on top. Do you see what I mean? So it kind of suits it. But I get what you mean. The amplitude works. There's loads of amplitude coming off these like shards of hot white lightning of amplitude <laughs> shooting out of the tube. Yeah. Mm. Those are great. Spoffy hot globlets of flavoured accuracy all over your mouth. Yeah, I would give those. A f- I like the taste of those. They're, mm. Eli. Those are 30th. Yes. The Pringles logo, right? Mr. The Pringles. Do you know what his name is? I've just found out. I don't have any idea. You did? Really but, but, no, you did have an idea, but it was probably going to be <laughs> offensive, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was just like, fuck face. Fuck. Fucking Pringle. Pringle camp. Is he called the Pringle Cup? His his name's Kenny Fuckmouth. (laughs) No, what's his name? Come on. Julius Pringles. Oh, of course. He's a posh twat, isn't he? He's he's got all airs and graces with his little bow tie there. You know what I mean? What's his bow tie about? I don't need someone to dress up to to give me fucking Pringles. Well, it says here it was... uh, Yeah, it's just a man's face, a prominent moustache, and the mascot's name is Julius. And then it says, over the years... There have been many types of different flavour. There's a website called snackhistory.com, which has like a history of snacks, I guess. And it's got a whole really in-depth history of the Pringle here. Like who bought it, who owns it, how it was made, how it was invented, who invented it, the name. Here is a list of the different flavours of Pringles, right? Okay. Bacon, jalapeno, cheddar and sour cream, barbecue, lightly salted cheddar cheese, salt and vinegar, salt and pepper, crushed pepper, sweet mayo, prawn cocktail, sour cream and onion, pizza, extra chilli hot in lime, salsa, buffalo ranch, chilli con queso Pringles, white chocolate, milk chocolate, ranch, screaming uh, dill pickle, uh, cheeseburger, ooh. hot dog, honey mustard. I is cheeseburger. <laughs> Loaded baked potato, <laughs> Memphis barbecue, Blueberry, onion, tangy buffalo, blazing buffalo, multi-green farmhouse, Grand Canyon french fries, caramel butter, extra pepper, garlic seafood, grilled shrimp and garlic, salsa de chili habanero, Nashville hot chicken, sriracha, zesty southwestern cheese Pringles, French onion dip, soy sauce, shimmer (laughs) cinnamon, Top ramen, hot and spicy, French hot onion, robin. Top I've got taco a hot robin, and cheddar, it's a robin. salted caramel, oh, my robin. seaweed, turkey, turkey, my robin is throbbing, <laughs> finger I've licking braised robin. pork, balsamic vinegar, green shrimp, sausage, lemon and Shit. sesame, ketchup, sausage. pigs in blankets, beef kebab, pigs. New York cheese I've fries, I've got my pig in a blanket, extra, extra hot chili, salsa fiesta, fiesta chili, Italian cheese, Fuck. Ma- margarita pizza, smoky bacon, cheese and bacon, cheese and bacon, 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 cheesy, 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 bacon, mm. bacon, bruschetta, Spanish Ooh. salsa, salsa verde, extra oh, spicy, hot paprika, sweet and tangy, Stop. smoked salami, spare ribs, prawn cocktail, chili steak, paprika, funky mustard, funky soy, mozzarella, bacon Caesar, barbecue funky chicken, soy. mayo funky potato, soy. lemon and sesame, kima curry, Indonesian lemon. satay, crab flavour, soft shell crab 
cheese carnival, Bangkok chip grilled chicken, mac cheese and cheese, carnival, bacon mac and cheese, German sausage, wasabi and soy, peri peri, blueberry, hot chili, spring Fuck. onion, spicy barbecue, Thai green curry, all American barbecue, cinnamon and sugar flavor, white chocolate peppermint, pumpkin pie, Mexican layered, slow cooked barbecue, um, chicken Please. taco. Grilled ham and cheese, southern fried chicken, <laughs> sweet chili chicken, butter popcorn, <laughs> devil hot, taco night, cheese and onion. De- Again, taco night. <laughs> Pizza delicious, chili cheese. So many cheese, of these sound like chipotle, a sex act. Spicy guacamole, corn, spaghetti oh, flavour, flake grilled steak and caramelised onion, red chili chicken, Stop. flame and chili. <laughs> it just goes on and on. <laughs> Pecan pie, grilled cheese, white cheddar, exploding cheese and chili, Fucking... Wisconsin white cheddar, cyborg jamon, yam. Moncerero, Serrero, Ham Pringles, Zesty Quizzle, Sour Cream, Mushroom, and Stop. Egg Sandwich. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the end of that segment. Paul, that was an almost yes. over- overwhelming list of flavours uh, for Pringles there. Um, there was two, two very descriptive terms there. Was it... Uh, Carnival of cheese? Cheese carnival. Cheese carnival, which is very much like the contents of my undies. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) And what was it? Taco Tuesdays or something as well? Something like that, yeah. Uh, That sounds filthy. Absolutely filthy. But uh, You can call your unwashed bum crack a Taco Tuesday or something, couldn't you? Exactly, yeah. Great, though. Uh, And honestly, very delicious Pringles there. I was very surprised. Very surprised. Uh, so what else have you got for us in Eli's Mandate show? Well, um, I just want to mention some noodles um, because these really caught my eye. I've been getting well into Lucky Me uh, brand. Uh, much, Very much on the cheap end, but a high-quality noodle. And they do calamansi-flavoured ones. They have done, I think probably in response to the huge popularity of Sam Yang's, too time spicy type noodles, yeah. you know, sort of dare, sort of dare spice, I call it, you know, like... Challenge spice. Challenge, challenge food, isn't it? With, and challenge, yeah. Which has been a whole sort of trend in, in food over the recent years, hasn't it? With You had the whole, the, those roulette uh, Doritos, for example. There's also this thing where it's like uh, hot sauces have become like, I don't know, a thing recently, you yes. know, it's like yes, bespoke... Classy, well-made yeah. ones with all the hottest chilies in the world, the Carolina yes. Reaper or whatever. But I, I think I've mentioned this before, Paul, but in my opinion, those gimmicky ones that are just trying to say, this is the hottest pepper ever, duh, 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 yeah. duh, uh, are very poorly uh, poorly produced. They're, pu- they're poorly thought out and they often have a lot of sugar or... Carrots. Uh, you know, carrots, for God's sake. Just yeah. to give it, because carrots gives it that orange sort of hue, which mm. which to the eye makes you think, oh, that's a really hot pepper. Do you see what I mean? The weird thing is, for me, the the paler or more transparent sauces, I tend to feel is hotter. What they're trying to do is something like this. So I have in my hand some spur tree crushed Scotch bonnet pepper sauce, and this right. is literally literally the pepper, the fruit of the pepper. You can see it all in there, the seeds. You know what I mean? Yep. And but that I think is quite expensive to produce because it's got so much pepper per square inch or what a cubic inch or whatever. But those those fucking carrot merchants are just trying to give that effect of it being packed full of peppers, but they're using carrot, Paul. It's a it's a deception. 
You know what I mean? What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I would like to be an old carrot merchant. You know, I'd like to go from <laughs> town to town selling carrots to the poor and needy. Oh, yeah. I recently sold a load of carrots to the Hot Spicy Sauce Company. They definitely paid a sweet fee for my carrots. <laughs> right. So what it is, is a lucky me. They're called Pantsit Canton, which I think I think they might be Filipino. or I don't. What's that? Pants off, pants, pants on? That's the name of the, the noodle, Pantsit Canton. Pants off, pants on. Pantsit, pants on, cheese carnival, rub nub. Boogie shoes, uh, blender. Snuffle, duffle. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now, this is a lucky me, um, and it's an extra hot chilli one. Is it so hot it might blow your pants off? Yeah, and it says best served hot on it. It's like, yeah, we know that. I should have uh, a T-shirt but... with that on that says best served hot. Uh, but I'm very interested to see if that in any way comes up to the mouth-destroying intensity of the Samyang two times spicy chicken uh, wrong. Well, that's something to look forward to. We've also got those Pringles noodles to, you know, get done. So there's there's plenty of Pringles to stuff to come. Next time I do a noodle review, I think those are the ones we should do: the Pringles and the and the extra hot Lucky Me one. Yeah. Good. Um, good. 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 Uh, just a little sauce reportet. <laughs> it's a sauce reportet. Got bigger pepper. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Are you the sauce gnome? I'm the sauce gnome. Okay. <laughs> I like having you around, little gnome. Oh, it um, is good here. It's good. This is your other voice. I Very came good. from uh, <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> Where did you come from today? I came Where did you come from, from today? the world of saucy loop loop. Oh, good. Now. You'll be interested in this little sauce, no? No, I'm done with that character um, now. It was too hard to do. <laughs> I've given up. <laughs> oh. Pick a pepper sauce, which is um, it's Jamaican. Now this, Paul, yeah. is a it's a brown sauce and it's extremely fruity. Imagine basically HP Ooh, sauce yeah. or a brown or Daddy's brown or whatever. Yeah. A little, it's a little thinner, a little more watery, but just a lot more fruit. It packs a fruit, really sweet fruit burst. Yeah. And it got me, th- it got me thinking. Brown sauce is one of the universal fundamental sauces because it's sort of a version of a fruity brown sauce in lots of cultures, isn't there? We have it, HP. Yeah. And the the Japanese have it, don't they? They have a, a, something very similar, but it's much sweeter again than the British. Their brown sauce and the Jamaicans have it. They're all variations on a theme, sort of. What's your favourite um, brown sauce? I mean, I do like HP. I love HP. I have to say, I like it with a nice big sausage. But Paul. Believe me, when I tell you, this pick a pepper sauce yeah. could replace HP in every application, any application you might have for it. A fried egg sandwich? Absolutely. It's like a hypercharged HP sauce, this pick a pepper. Well, I'm looking down at my lap, Mr. Silverman, and I can definitely see a flavour tenting happening down there. You can see a flavour tent. Yeah. yeah. Now, it does. The, the main difference, I think, between, apart from the, the viscosity, is the. Is that this pick a pepper sauce has a little bit of a kick, a little bit, okay. not a lot, but a very not an off-putting amount. No, not at all. Um, and just uh, to end this little report, I've got another pick a pepper sauce. I tasted this on the uh, Twitch stream the other night oh. by pouring it into my mouth directly. Yes, like an absolute beast. 
badass. Uh, this is Pick a Pepper brand, but this is their spicy mango sauce. Now, this is a lot. Uh, packs a lot more punch yeah. than the normal Pick a Pepper, and it's got a mango flavour. That is an d- absolutely delicious sauce. I, see, I can't even imagine what that tastes like right now because the mango's so sweet that I can't see how that. I don't know. I, I'm very keen to try it. It's very good. And on the neck of the bottle here, it says for seafoods, cheese dishes. Mm. So if you had those Pringle cheese carnivale, you could douse them in this. Yeah. Salads. Gravies. You can add it to gravy as well. Well, so oof, uh, Eli, I've got to be honest with you, I'm bored as fuck. <laughs> Come on, mate. What? It's 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 lockdown Britain, isn't it? You know, you've got to do 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 what needs do as needs got to do as you need to do <laughs> as as the needs do as the needs must. Yeah, needs do, mate. One last thing, Paul. We've got another segment here. Um, It's a little bit of a Silverman's Platters. Now, I'm going to introduce the section, and I just want to just check with you before we go fully for it that you know what your role is here uh, vis-a-vis the intro to uh, Silverman's Platters. Just just tell me. I want to hear it. Let me know. All right. I want to hear it. Tell me. What are your responsibilities (sighs) vis-a-vis the intro to Silverman's Platters. It's my responsibility to just pretend to be Clive McFatter for three seconds and <laughs> say something in response to whatever inane claptrap falls out of your stupid fat mouth. <laughs> Am I close? Getting into the spirit of it. Yes. Uh, yes. So we'll go for it, yeah? Yeah. Y- you're uh, locked in. You're ready, yeah? Yes. Locked on. I, 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 let's just get through this. Here we go. <laughs> And, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's time now again for Silverman's Platters. Yes, the platter of the hour comes down when I drop the needle on my platter. We're going to cover records like you've never been covered before. And just a quick word now from the patron saint of this segment. Yes, it's Clyde McFatter. Clyde, can you hear me? Rob, Rob. Rob, Rob. <laughs> It's Silverman's Platters, Paul. Yeah, uh, let me just let my cat Clyde... out a second. One sec. Oh, fuck's sake. Fucking upstaging cat. Does he need cheeseburgers? Bye-bye, Mr. Puss-Puss. Oh, Mr. Puss-Puss. Oh, he right, needs a fucking... Now. Right, I'm back. Mr. Did he bite you? Did he bite no, you? No, because he's a nice cat. No, he's not nice to me. No, because he's he... never nice to me. He can sense the filth what? on you. He senses the filth. He licked his own arsehole. And that says something, that he would rather lick his own arsehole than get nuzzles <laughs> from you. You are dirtier than a... Nuzz- you are dirtier, officially, than a cat's arsehole. <laughs> God. Oh, God, I'm going to... I don't have to take this from you. You know that. You do. <laughs> right. Um, on Silverman's Platters today, Paul, yeah. I'm just going to... I'm going to talk about one LP, and we're going to listen to one track from it. Oh. But I just want to sort of discuss a bit more generally... Uh, that I do collect Muppets and Sesame Street and Jim Henson records. That is a, one of my. I've got a, I've got both the Muppet Show albums. They did two LPs. And they were just songs taken or re-recorded from the show, right? With a few clips scattered throughout. Yeah, basically, it was it was yes, it was bits from the show and also lots of songs. But I believe because 
if you think about it, all that Henson stuff, and especially Sesame Street, was very yeah. much based around the songs, wasn't it? I mean, the songs yeah. were the main thing, weren't they? I mean, we've mentioned it before, but there's a really good Defunct Land uh, series of videos on YouTube about Henson, and I think it pretty much covers the fact that he was very into his music of of all kinds. He just liked music yes. that imparted stories and celebrated the culture. Yeah, absolutely, and that and that shows in the sort of variety of different styles and genres that the Muppets did. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's just, it's it's brilliant to, to have that whole approach. It's another thing that makes it great. Uh, Sesame Street, obviously on the more um, educational side, and mm. their records, their records, one of the big problems with collecting Jim Henson-based LPs is they were for children. And, you know, a lot of them, uh, the copies, some kid in the, in the 70s or 80s has just literally stamped all over it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're not treated well. Terrible. I've got a a, um, a Big Bird store, bedtime story record, which is practically unplayable, but it's very good. This one, however, the actual LP is in pretty good shape. Well, what is this one you've got right now? The LP I'm going to discuss a track of is Having Fun with Ernie and Bert. Is it sexual? No, it's not sexual at all. And it, it uh, is all stories and songs featuring Ernie and Bert, but a lot of the other characters from Sesame Street appear on this. And basically, my three other favourite characters, who are Grover, yeah, uh, Oscar the Grouch, who I model my whole uh, uh, existence life after, on, and um, who is, who's the other one? I don't know. They're your fucking favourite characters. Grover, Oscar the Grouch, Big Bird, who isn't my favourite. So, hang on. Are you saying that you're more of a Sesame Street person than a Muppets person? Definitely. Fine. Definitely. I personally think that the Sesame Street is his highest achievement. Those, those, the classic Sesame Street bits. Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm personally always very fond of like the middle couple of series of the Muppets, maybe like seasons two yeah. to th- four. I don't know. It's just that's exactly the kind of thing that tickles all of my fancies. Um, so this, the front cover of this LP has Ernie and Bert. I always thought them as Bert, Bert and Ernie. I wonder why on this it's Ernie and Bert. If you thought. Of- Thought of those two characters, that that pair. What would which name It'd be would Bert come up and first Ernie. for you? Yeah, weird. This is Ernie and Bert. This is what I'm saying though. Maybe it's a contract thing. What is like Bert and Ernie on TV, but like any other subsidiaries, like movies, spin-offs, albums. Ernie gets to have his name first. It's just in the contract. The photography on the cover is absolutely fantastic. You can really see the texture of the puppets. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. And that that sort of um, it's like it's almost frayed. Do you know what I mean? That sort of frayed, almost worn down in that mm. sort of light, the sunlight. It's really hard to describe, but the texture of the puppets gives me a nostalgia hard on. It's good to know that now I can look at your collection of Muppet albums and know they give you a massive throbbing in the cockage department. No, it's not. I just a metaphorical hard on. Do you get a big bird? My... Is that what it is? You lie there and you go, oh, <laughs> big bird. I'd like you to snuffle my Luppicus. Yes. <laughs> Uh, my fucking imaginary elephants. You can fucking snuffle my Luppicus. <laughs> he's a mammoth, thank you. Imaginary mammoth. He doesn't. No, he doesn't have tusks. Yeah, but he's. But uh, elephants have tusks as well. Oh, well, they're fair enough. He's a tuskless mammoth. Anyway, what track are we going to listen to from this album? Now, I just wanted to say one other thing, Paul. Oh fuck. Uh, this LP is gatefold, and you'll like this. It's got like a, a game built in, so you stick a spinner through the um, 
Oh, like a board game? Yeah. Mate, take pictures of these, please, so we can put them up on the website, thecheapshow.co.uk. It's got blue... It's got... um. A, do you see here? I'm yeah, showing like you. A, like you a yin that? and yang thing. Yeah, and you put a spinner in there. You're meant to put a spinner in there, and you well, spin mate, it round. Bert and Ernie and are, are yin and yang, aren't they, in many respects? Yes, mm, discuss. They mm. They're very, <laughs> they're very um, great characters because they're so different. They're different sides of the same coin. Check out this double gatefold. Look, this other bit of the game here. Oh, nice. So there's a race, there's a spinner, and there's the board, which is like a... Oh, I like that. Which is like a race game thing. If you listen to the album, can you listen to the album and play along at the same time? Is that a feature? Yes, you, yes, that's what you do, I think. That's what you're meant to do. You're meant to go along. Right, well, what track, then, are we going to listen to today? I love the artwork on this. This It's just, just a fantastic thing. And we're going to listen... And I'm looking at it right now, ladies and gentlemen, on the Zoom camera, and I can assure you that it is literally... Covered in his sperm. It has got lashings oh, and lashings up. of Eli's oh, marrow fat come peas. come on. I try and be nice. My marrow fat peas. Paul, I'm trying to be nice. It's my fucking turn to do something on this show. And you what? You just, oh, he's come everywhere. Aren't you ever quenched? I, I fucking, with cut, you never hey, fucking have you have fulfilled. you seen Eli's collection of Sesame Street albums? You can see that he's taken them down Mayonnaisean way. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would work. Good. Eventually, well they got there. Yeah. All right, now, so what's the track then? Well, the track is Magic Cookie. Now, Herbert Birdsfoot, have you heard of that character? No. See, he's a very minor character, but he reads this story. Okay. Herbert Birdsfoot, Cookie Monster, and the Magic Cast. Uh, this is one of my f- all-time favourite Jim Henson things. All right. Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, let's listen to a little snippet of Magic Cookie. Hi, Herbert Birdsfoot here. Do you see that picture map inside the album cover? Well, there's a story that goes with that picture. So you look at the picture and listen carefully, because we're going to be asking you to help tell the story. One morning, Mr. Cookie Monster left his house and set out into the world in search of everlasting joy and happiness. Why not? Got nothing else to do today. Just down the road, he met a strange little man who said, Go to the top of the Magic Mountain, and there you will find something that will bring you everlasting joy and happiness. Magic Mountain, huh? Okay. So Cookie started off to find the Magic Mountain. But pretty soon he came to a fork in the road. One way led over a bridge, and the other way went through a gate. Oh boy. Hey, kids at home, which way should me go? Through gate or over bridge? Yeah, Cookie go over bridge. So Cookie walked over the bridge. But as you can see, he should have gone the other way. Because on the other side of the bridge lived a terrible fire-breathing dragon. Think me get out of here. The dragon ran fast, but luckily Cookie Monster ran faster until he was safely back over the bridge. (sighs) Oh boy, almost had toasted cookie there. And right then, Cookie made a promise. From now on, me listen to kids at home. Well, there you go. I learned something. I that, love that. That. Was, that album track was written on mescaline. That's the only thing I can just say is that although we showed a clip there, the basic gist is Cookie Monster goes for a walk, goes past all these villainous, scary things, and then eventually finds a fairy who gives him a cookie that can give him, what was it? 
happiness and s- eternal happiness essentially uh, happiness yeah. forever and then he eats it and i just thought that's kind of bleak isn't it as a message but i think it's that's what i mean i think it has actually honestly i think it is philosophically astute and actually really it's saying something quite profound uh, about delayed gratification you know the pursuit of happiness and so I love that. I love the way that also there's an interactive way that Cookie Monster is um, addressing the kid, the kids at home. I love yeah. that so much. It's so involving. I like that little line as well where Cookie Monster goes, what, a magic mountain said that? All right, okay, yeah, I'll buy that for the yeah, third purpose. that's of exactly, I was going to say, there's all this frame breaking, which is brilliant, which is sophisticated for a children's thing, because he's, he's aware that he's in a story being told, isn't he? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I've just I'm looking at the YouTube comments for the video that um, does the Magic Cookie track, and this guy called the Magic Hoarder five years ago says the album was in stereo, but the upload here is in mono. Fair enough. Trivia about this track: the picture map inside the album cover was not included on later printings of this album as a cost-cutting measure, along with the color wheel. And reference to these on the record were also edited out so as to not ah, confuse the children. Yeah, that's what it is. That's that's the thing in the on the the map is that actually his. It's journey. That's that's Cookie Monster's journey. Yeah, and he also says that when he was a kid, he played to death and he ruined it. But when he went to buy a copy years later, the only one he could find was the one without the map on the inside and the track. That'd edited. be terrible. That'd be much worse. Yeah, much worse. Um, and I'm pretty sure they did something similar to this, uh, in live action actually on the on Sesame Street as well. I remember it's being real with children. The whole moral of the story is, you know, you might be pursuing happiness but you're not going to be able to control your sort of impulse just to be happy now it's almost saying you're going to have to live in the moment no matter what do you know what i mean oh there's a, in a certain sense like throughout all the characters they the different characters traits can be used to tell different emotional or moral stories and so with cookie monster you've got yes. avarice and greed and and instant gratification impulse control is the whole thing with him isn't it basically but they also the other thing yeah. about him is that he's also like, and I'm fine with that because I know what moderation is. That's ultimately yeah. like the lesson is like, I don't give a shit. I've got other things that make me happy. Yeah. Just the way he, I find it hilarious to this day. It's like the Kermit way he, the Frog he, he eats wanks off dogs. No, he does not. He does. You're just trying to bring the cheap show back round to something. So you just say spoff. You are dead inside. It's like this sort of spoff joke robot living in your brain skull. Exterminate. Exterminate. Say that again. Now, Paul, so did you? do you think that's good? I, you, how many, is that a, a splatter or a platter? That is a definite platter because there's something about Jim Henson, the children's television workshop, all of that. Even if not all of it connects with me, I always love the artistry, the desire to yeah. teach without talking down yeah. to kids. And yes. just the level of invention, like the level of, the, the, I mean, even within that small clip, there was like a sense of, oh, labyrinth to it, you know? There's a sense of that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Just the quality of the voice acting and just the the music, just it's all really high. Yeah. D- don't you think? And I always love that stuff. Jim Henson on record or Jim Henson Productions on record mm. are great as well. Yeah. Are, are really good. Well, that was a lovely platter and that's cheered me up no end. Good. I just wanted to mention as well, you know the Manamana song? Yeah. Famously by Piero Illumani. Yes. Uh, that have appeared in an Italian porn film. Yes. Uh, originally, the Manamana. Yes. Now, I've got that. I have got the seven inch on Pi Records that was released in Britain of the Muppets version. Yes. Did you know there's two different Jim Henson versions? They did it on 
Sesame Street, yeah. and then they did it on The Muppet Show, and there were two different versions yeah. of that song that the, yeah, yeah. they did. As I say, it's, I didn't know that. He, he liked to recycle, I say recycle, but like if he liked something, he would redo it, and then maybe try and do it again to get it right. So for some yeah. reason, he was really obsessed with Manamana. Well, or it's, it's, he liked the- Jim Henson really liked that porn film, and it was like playing on his mind too much, and he thought, how, <laughs> how do I work this out? Paul, it wasn't even porn properly, was it? It was very it was soft, sort of exploitation. Sort well, of. Wasn't it, it meant to be some, some kind know, of faux fake sex documentary or something fake fake documentary yeah look at these men and women naked as nature intended enjoying their beauty and natural design god's greatest gift <laughs> meanwhile there's some guy in the front row in a mat going <laughs> it was actually um a scene in a swedish sauna yeah that's right wasn't it that 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 music was originally used for that song uh, but i didn't know i wasn't aware there were two versions that jim henson had done one on the muppets and one on the sesame street and now you do uh paul the other thing i was going to mention is <sighs> i don't know if we've covered it on the show but there's this uh lp i've got berbajas which was a a spanish language uh kids show okay which has some lovely moog do you remember that record i vaguely do and we've always wanted to cover it and i don't think we have so we'll have to get to that the next time but right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm bored of this segment now. So we're wrapping the <laughs> show up. Hell. All right, fuck you. <laughs> Good. Yes, yes. Hello. Back again. Hello. Yes. Well, did you like that, Paul? I did some sauces and, you know. Eli, I've had a time, a little bit of time to think. I've mulled over your contributions, what you brought to the table, your energy, your, your excitement for the project at hand. Uh, I've factored in what you brought, the little items. And overall, after looking at it scientifically and breaking it down mathematically at what you've done, I can safely say that this has been the most awful thing I've sat <laughs> through in absolute years. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. Aren't you the panic willow, Tranche? Right, okay, well, we've lost Eli. Right, we finally found out he's malfunctioned. Tranche. So, with that in mind, it is time to say goodbye. That was a whole tranche of quality in this episode. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, you be the judges of this. So if you enjoyed what you heard today, why don't you do hashtag Eli is amazing. And if you didn't like it, don't worry. You never go on Twitter and say that anyway. It's all Eli this is great and Eli's sexy. And look at him smoking on Twitch like a cool rebel edgelord. Get stuffed. Bye, everyone. That's it. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll do a little bit of admin. The website, thecheapshow.co.uk, if you want to see pictures and videos accompanying this episode. I'm on Twitter, at Paul Gannon Show. The podcast is at The Cheap Show Pod. Eli is... Eli Snoid, S-N-O-I-D. Right. Oh, Eli. <laughs> find oh, it well you almost find it, yeah. uh, if you would like to support this podcast in any small or, fa- or, or large financial way you can patreon.com forward slash cheap show and you get extra pods and the magazine and this and that and some extra videos lovely all stuff. sorts of stuff extra content for the patreon lovelies mm. um, and obviously times like this are hard so only donate if you can Please don't put yourself out. Other than that, spread the word. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, all the usual places. Look for Cheap Show, you'll find us. Other than that, 
Thank you once again, Mr. Silverman, for being my darling co-host for another episode of Cheap Show. Thank you, Paul. Bye, everybody. And, all, and actually, all jokes aside, I know we rushed this together and I did put all the emphasis on you, but all jokes aside, Eli, you are a fucking prick. Fuck so you. I just Fuck wanna, off. Just want to yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah, Bye, yeah. everyone. Fuck off. Yeah. Bye. Ah.